Off the Groove with Scotty Dubler. Friday, December 18th, 2020, episode number 165. Guess what, Carter? What, dude? One week till Christmas. One week till Christmas. It's it's right around right around the corner. Santa Claus is coming. Gonna bring all nice presents and stuff and yay. Holidays. Cheer. Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yay. Joey. Eggnog. 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 And vodka. Uh, eggnog and rum. You're right. But vodka too. Or, bran- or brandy. And vodka. Think, but yeah, whatever. I mean, Whatever you want to put in your eggnog, that's fine with me. All the things. Holidays. What's up, Carter? What's not up, much, Carter? man. Just just getting ready to do nothing for a week and eat eat some delicious food and do nothing for a week. Yeah, me too. Me too. There ain't much going on. I'm, uh, yeah, nothing went on this week, that's for sure. We had some snow in Oklahoma. It was actually uh, snowstorm number two. We had the ice storm already that we all lost power, and now we had two snowstorms. I'm like, am I really in Oklahoma, or did I somehow get transplanted back to South Dakota where I was born? I don't know what's going on down here. It's been pretty dang cold down here in Florida, too. When we were doing the tire test stuff, it was damn near freezing. And uh, there was a day that earlier this week where I was in shorts and flip-flops, so it was pretty nice. So we had a couple nice days, but it's back to being chilly down here, even for Florida standards. So right, right. I don't know, man. Ready to just get through these uh, holidays and then... I think we're going to be full mode uh, flat track talking all the way up till March, man. We, there's a lot of things going on in the, in the flat track community. and uh, But these next two, three weeks are kind of just everybody chillaxing with the family and hanging out and taking time yeah. to just relax. And a lot of the contracts are up December 31st. So we'll start knowing a few more of the, the silly season pieces will start falling into place after you know January 1st. And uh, we've had a few people reach out to us that want to come on here and uh, share their news with us and where they're going. I love that. Yes. And uh, hopefully we can drop some more knowledge and uh, some some information where some riders are going. I think that'd be awesome. Definitely a lot of interesting things going on. Some things even since that tire test. And, and that kind of leads me into, into this week's uh, episode. We wanted to do... A whole episode dedicated to the tire test. I think there may be a couple throughout the rest of the year, man, because there's a couple storylines going on, a couple uh, topics that people want to get answers to. Maybe as we bring on guests and talk about the upcoming season, we can hit on what they uh, what they learned there and, and things that might not have uh, been talked about that you know last week. Um, things that people were trying will, will come out, but uh, we wanted to go straight to the source this week. So I I, uh, I connected with with Tony. His name's Tony Romo, not not the NFL football player. Um, we might have teased that, but I'm sorry for anybody that's a Cowboys <laughs> fan that got excited that was expecting Tony Romo to be on. It's it's not the football NFL Tony Romo. It's Dunlop with Dunlop. We went straight to the source and, and talked to this guy. Uh, really cool guy. I talked to him at the, during the tire test, and uh, he was more than happy to hop on and for a quick interview and kind of talk walk us through uh, in detail what the uh, what the tire test was all about. So those with any questions, hopefully they'll get answered in this uh, in this interview. But it was a really cool opportunity to talk to a guy that. Kind of is kind of running the show and, and was definitely uh, one of the big guys in charge with the, with this test last week. Well, let's call him up. Let's do it. Tony Romo. Yes, sir. I didn't know I'd be talking to a famous person today. Um, don't you have to call a game this weekend? Uh, just the night game, so I, I, I got plenty of time. I'm good. Oh, good, good. Man, that's that's a cool name. I mean, nobody nobody else in the world has my name. Dubler is kind of, kind of unusual, but Tony Romo, that's pretty cool. Um, thanks for coming on our podcast. We want to talk about the tire test uh, that happened last week down at Volusia, but let's back up a little bit. Uh, Dunlop Tires has been involved with American Flat Track for many years, and before it was Dunlop is actually the Goodyear uh, compound, Goodyear Tires. Um 
how long have you been involved in, in the whole flat track side? I know your real job is mostly road race, but how long have you been ha- hanging out and helping out with the flat track side? Well, um, you know, not, not too long with Dunlop, uh, maybe the last three years. Uh, but way back in the day, you know, I was, uh, uh, I used to crew chief for Tommy Hayden. Uh, and so anytime you're around the, the Hayden family, and this is, goes back, oof, 98, 2000, maybe. Uh, I mean, anytime you, you're with the Hayden family, you're, you're in the flat track situation. It, it, it's going to come up. So I've always been involved a little bit, but, um, you know, as far as, uh, with Dunlop, maybe the last three years, I've, I've been happily involved. Okay, I got you. I got. I got to know what's it like hanging out with the Hayden clan. I mean, I know I raced against them, and I'm I'm friends with you know a lot of them. But man, hanging out with that royalty—that's gonna be pretty neat. Yeah, you know it, it is. You know they're, they're they're super humble people, and uh, you know just watching them grow up was the funny part. Uh, I mean, Tommy was always so super mature for his age, even when he was young. But you know, seeing the evolution of. Uh, Nikki, of course, and then even Roger. It, it's it's uh, it's been a long run. You know, it's it's 20 years, so uh, yeah. it, it it's fun. But but they're the most humble people, Rose and and Earl. I mean, they're, they're, it's great, and and it's uh yeah. I mean, I'm sure I'm gonna look back for uh, on it and go, man, I was I was pretty lucky. So yeah, no kidding. I didn't want to get off topic right there, but I had to ask that question. So in 2020, there was a new pattern, uh, a new tread pattern, I guess, with Dunlop with flat track tires. Um, how did that get developed? Were you part of that team, or, or you know, and what did you guys learn this year? Yeah, I mean, all all of that gets done right there in the uh, um, in the R&D department. So, so we're all very, very close. You know, it's a 14 engineers plus that will take on different projects anywhere, anywhere from you know hyper sports street tires like our Q4, Q3 plus, um, and then also this kind of this tire kind of needed a refresh, and it really started with. Uh, uh, American flat track. They kind of said, Hey, listen, is there anything we can do? And we had a lot of things, a lot of ideas when, um, and I guess I have to back up is originally, like you said, it was Goodyear tires and that had not changed in 40 years. It was, it was basically Goodyear. And when we were owned by Goodyear starting in 2003, again, we were just kind of, you know, they manufacture them. We were just kind of facilitating the distribution and, and then at, at, when we kind of got bought out by Sumitomo Rubber, um, that was about three or four years ago, they said, okay, listen, we don't want to be in the flat track business anymore. You guys can just take it off from there. So, of course, we rebranded everything, and it kept it the same. Nobody wanted to change. Um, you know, it was just our version of the Goodyear tire. But right away, right when we took it in-house, they uh, we wanted to make some changes. We had some really good engineers that did some modeling, and, and they're like, "Listen, we could make things so much better," but we didn't. We just kept the same. And and then uh, two years ago, American Flat Track came and said, "Listen, what about making something better?" And we said, "Yes, that's great," because the, the technology we can make it tubeless, um, we can have better compounds, we could make it more responsive. I mean, there was a lot of there's a lot of room to improve the product. So yeah, it started about two years ago with American Flat Track. And then uh, quickly developed some some patterns, which was a lot trickier. You know, the original pattern was kind of hard to beat, to be honest. Um, right. But once we, had, yeah, once we had the patterns and we were able to kind of go through the go through the paces, because you got a flat track. People don't get it. They think it's so easy. It's just running around on some horse track, but it, it's not. <laughs> it, you know, it'll it, it it it'll get abrasive real quick. It'll get greasy real quick, and then when the night comes, uh, the track gets all dewy, and that's a, you know, and the tires have to perform it in just a huge range, uh, you know, situations. So, and it's constantly changing, you know, from the afternoon to the night races. So, 
um, it's it was uh, easier said than done. But uh, but yeah, the Q uh, the DT4 came out of that, and uh, we've had nothing but good response out of it. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it is hard. You know, for you know, flat trackers, they get set in stone, and they, they're set in their ways, so they don't like change. But I thought I thought they all adapted to the new compound and and the new tire pattern, especially well. Um, there was some reports that the hard compound was just a little bit too hard for 2020. Would you agree with that? Yeah. So, and, you know, and, and that kind of leads us up to why we even did the test. So um, basically the number one thing is to make it safe. Obviously we want competition, but we just cannot have any problems with the tires. We don't, definitely don't want anybody getting hurt and mm -hmm. especially at the high level of competition. So you're always kind of error on that. Um, very conservative side. So the first tire we had was something called an R10. Um, and so the compounds go R3, R5. And then when you get to the harder stuff, it's the R10, and everybody said that was pretty hard, but at Spring, I'm sorry, at Sacramento a few years back, that was the only thing that was going to make the race. And mm -hmm. even at the end, they, they were pretty worn out. So, you know, you always got to have something like that as a countermeasure ready to go. Um, but this year at Springfield, we came out with an R9, and it was still too hard for some of the riders. And, and they just mm -hmm. listened. If you, can, if you can come up with something softer for the miles um, that would just make them more comfortable, uh, they would greatly appreciate it. So that's kind of how the whole thing evolved. We said, okay, well, let's. That that was the number one priority of the test in uh, in December uh, at Volusia, and then we did bring out a couple of different compounds just to evaluate some stuff, see if we can improve. But the number one focus was to come up with some for the miles for sure. Okay, so. I, I, I've been in this sport for, you know, all my life. Uh, I've talked to people that have also been in the sport for a long, long time. I think this is the first true tire test with Dunlop and American Flat Track that I can recall. Um, so how did this come about? Did you guys approach AFT or did they approach you and, and try, to, try to find this new compound that you guys are working on? Yeah, I mean, it, it really did start at Springfield um, because the, the, they were going to have a um, – they're going to attempt to make like a super pole kind of thing, add mm -hmm. some excitement. And then, um, like, uh, like I said earlier, the R5 seems to be the tire that they mainly use everywhere, you know, where uh, that's the softest compound they can get away with, and it's, it's been working well. But we didn't feel comfortable with the miles because it could overheat or you could wear right through it. Mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of how the whole thing started right away there. We did test at Springfield at the end with some R5s and we saw some overheating there. I mean, they were running, you know, they were definitely uh, running warm. So right then and there we said, okay, look, there's enough uh, concern about it. We definitely want to improve the show. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of how it started. Okay. How, how many different compounds uh, did you guys try out down there at the test of Volusia? Yeah. And in the end, we, we brought five different specs. So same, you know, and they were all just compound changes, uh, size of the tire, construction, everything was the same, but okay. five different compounds. Um, and you know, when we kind of started this thing, it was funny because everyone was telling us, look, you're not going to get those flat track guys to try anything harder. You know, you're going to bring <laughs> all these tires and, and nobody's going to want to do the work because they, you know, it's not benefiting them. And why would they put something harder on? And so we were kind of ready for that. But it was a pleasant surprise. They couldn't wait to start testing. They were like, look, we, you know, we know that this is going to help everybody. And if we have time, we're ready to go. And they brought right. a ton of spare wheels and it, it, as many laps as you wanted to do on them, night, day. Uh, so that was the really positive thing. After the first day, we were able to zero in on two compounds that were contenders. And definitely by the second day, we had one that, that looks like it's going to be the tire for, uh, for the miles. 
That's awesome. I mean, I'm glad you guys learned a lot. So I know there's a lot that goes into this tire test and making sure everybody's testing properly. I, I, I wasn't there. My buddy that I do the podcast with, Chris Carter, was down there, and that was his first time to experience all this stuff, too. Um, did you guys send the, send the teams out first with what they have, and then you switch over to the newer stuff? Or how to, how to, you know, what was the progression throughout the days? Yeah, I mean, because you, you never know with uh... – with the weather in Florida, I mean, you know, they, they, uh, the forecast says it's going to be great, but it was super chilly and you just always have that threat of a, of a little shower or something. And that would just ruin the, you know, the testing opportunity. So what we did was, uh, the morning of the first day and all the way to the afternoon, about uh, right before sundown, we said, just run what you have, uh, get up to speed, get comfortable. And then we picked two riders, which is, um, uh, Bauman and Beach and just said, look, we're just going to run through all the specs. Let's just get all, all the specs done really quick. They had enough spare wheels where they can basically break them in for six laps and go out and do a nine to 10 lap, uh, um, you know, test on them, come on in and then just evaluate the temperature and, and what it felt like versus the five. And then we could keep going back to the five. And that we did that uh, the first evening with primarily with those two guys. And some other guys were, like I said, they were, uh, they were so ready to go for it. We we, we kind of did that because we didn't think we, anybody else would want to even experiment with something that wasn't going to be better, you know? And we yeah. figured we'll use these two guys to, you know, kind of get us a direction, regroup on the second day, and then just, you know, eliminate some compounds and say, look, this, this one isn't, you know, this one isn't any better or it's running, it's not running any cooler than what we like. So we'll eliminate those and then we'll continue on just dole out what we think is uh, going to be positive. But uh, yeah, uh, Mainly Beach and um, Bauman started that whole thing, but we did get a lot of testing with uh, Vanderkoy and uh, Rispoli and I mean everybody. So, um, but that—that's how we did it. So we went through, uh, we went through all the specs first, the first day with two riders. Then we were able to uh, identify the two specs right away, go back and and um, you know validate uh, some of the uh, some of the comments, and then um, and then continue testing on the, on the second day. Wow. Did, did everything go as planned for you guys? I mean, did, did you think it went well? Yes. No, 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 for sure. I mean, it was, it was super positive um, just because, you know, the flat track, I mean, they're so competitive, right? So you knew you kind of could feel it building as you were going, you know, once we identified the compounds and everybody knew the one, uh, you know, the, the uh, X spec number as we call it. So, you know, we'll have an experimental number on the tire because it's a development tire. Um, and once they knew what that number, they said, okay, yeah, this is the one, once they could kind of see, okay, he's on that one. Okay, I'm going to go out and try to beat that time. And then it, it, it just kind of kept building from there. So it was, yeah, it was, uh, they're, they're very self-motivated. So how, how did, how did the tire testing with flat track differ from any other, you know, disciplines? Like I know you guys do this in motocross and road racing too. How was it different? Um, huge um again i'm i'm from a road racing background so um exactly like i said if uh, like if we're going to test a road race tire we'll start off with a set of control tires something they're used to or they race there uh, hopefully you're at a racetrack where they have raced and so you have all that data and you go this was the race tire let's just say it's soft front soft rear let's get a few runs in start with a brand new set and then we'll start feeding in some experimental rears or fronts we don't typically do them in sets we really want to evaluate the rears first and then if, if there's a question we throw another control in just to back to back and confirm the feelings so we're not losing you know, in our way um and so it's, it's pretty easy because the lap times are minute 25 minute 50 
But these things at 20 second lap times, it was super difficult. If it weren't for the uh, AFT timing and scoring and mm-hmm. and having them, even AFT help, uh, they were kind of um, stand in tire technicians and just quickly getting temperatures and getting some comments. And it was, it just happens so much quicker in flat track because they're on and off and it's, you know, at their leisure, whenever they want to come in and off, they just do what they want. Yeah, man, I'm I'm so excited that that you guys Dunlop especially getting involved and and keeping our our sport progressing forward and and moving forward to better the sport and make the racing better. I, I'm just super excited that you guys even did this tire test. That's so cool. Yeah, and, and you know one of the things too that we we get a lot. So obviously the DT4, it seemed like the DT4, um, even if you had the same compound like in the past, so let's say our, our um, F5 and R5, uh, which would be kind of in, in the medium range, uh, it seemed to be way more durable just in the new pro, I'm sorry, just in the new pattern. Um, so we did have some requests from uh, some of the indoor flat track uh, and amateur flat track to make something mm-hmm. softer. So we do, we do make an F3 and an R3, but that's not something they ever use at AFT. So when uh, this was another opportunity to try that, and that was really good because we were able to get like Sheena Texter always wants something softer. You know, she's got a really smooth riding style, and even mm-hmm. the F5 and R5, she's like, it's just I could go softer. But um, again, it's not something that they test there at a at a race. It's so hard to test at a at a race meeting, right? So, um, so we were able to run through that with a lot of uh, a lot of other riders, and that that yielded some very positive results as well. Um, you know, just going softer to, to see, Hey, you know, it's not that bad. The rear didn't really last all that long, but the front actually had a lot of potential. So that was really good. Uh, that, that was another uh, byproduct we were able to come out of that test with. That's awesome. I, I didn't even think about you guys, you know, testing the compounds on the front tires as well. I was just so focused on the rear tire. Cause that's where, you know, people will, you know, tear, you know, burn up a, a tire or, Maybe the tire's too hard. I didn't have any idea you guys were testing the front tires, too. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, are you planning on going into any AFT races in, in 2021, or do you know yet? Yeah, no, for sure. So what, uh, we're, we're, we're pretty lucky because it looks like Daytona is always the first, uh, you know, is always the start of the season. Obviously, this COVID thing uh, changed that around this year, and Lucia was the start. But uh, So we're lucky because we'll be at the road races there already. Uh, mm-hmm. at the speedway and then we'll be able to double up. So, I mean, it makes for a long day, you know, it's a seven in the morning to 11 o'clock at night, but, mm-hmm. um, and by then, re- by then really we're just gathering some data, you know, the, the tires are robust, the teams are, you know, more than anything, you're kind of in their way. <laughs> so we're just there <laughs> to kind of babysit the tires a little bit and see if there's any problems. But, uh, for the most part, you got it under control. I got you. So what happens next? Do you go back to the factory with what you've learned and you already, you already start making tires for 2021 or do you know exactly what's going to happen for 2021 yet? Yeah. So uh, we, uh, this tire, like I said, is just for the miles. I'm, I'm, I would say I'm, we're 99% positive uh, that we're probably just going to make uh, a run of these tires have them available for the mile. Um, and then everything else won't change. So it'll still be the F5, uh, R5 will probably be the tire of choice, but I wouldn't be surprised if maybe at some of the short tracks they allow you to run the R3 front or the R3. They, they might give some oh. choices, but it, okay. yeah, I mean, as far as as far as what we're doing, um, one, we, we'll have a couple more meetings after the first year just to finalize that. Yes, this is the spec and uh, the quantities. I mean, it's a uh, you know we make them in Buffalo, New York here, so it's um, you know we always say it's a cruise ship. It, it doesn't make quick turns, so we have to schedule when we can do them, how many we can do. Um, 
but it, it really is just a formality now. And I, I'm, uh, I think we did definitely pick a SPAC. So, and, and everybody, uh, everybody had nothing but positive things to say about it. So. That's awesome. Hey, well, we, we certainly appreciate the time and I've got a random question. I don't know if this one will make the podcast or not, but this might be before your time. But back in the day, I heard that Dunlop tires actually might've been Goodyear tires were actually stored in a cave to keep them at a nice, cool temperature. You heard anything like that before? Whew, no, sir. That, that, that's a new one on me. I, 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 I mean, I, that, you know, it, and, and, and that's another thing, you know, these, these people, they're, uh, they're pretty set in their ways and, and you, you can get some guys, uh, that, uh, you know, uh, going back to, um, the difference between road race and flat track, it, it's, it's pretty amazing when, you know, in road racing, they always want the newest date code tire, something that's the freshest, um, and they they completely just keep them in a nice room temperature, put them on the warmer, and then it's time to race. You know they don't they don't want to do anything with them. They don't want to heat cycle. They don't want to do anything. Whereas in flat track, it is a whole. It's completely opposite. Some some of these guys be like, hey, that tire's been sitting around for a year and a half. It's perfect. You know it's perfect. Like we we <laughs> broke it in, and that's going to uh-huh. be the race tire. You know like, well, yep. it's like a year and a half old. It's two years old, and it's been used. No, no, it's, you wait till we win this race on it. And then sure enough, that guy's up the front and, and it's, it's mind boggling, you know? So there are some tire experts out there uh, that have been running around in flat track and they just have the gift. You know, they can look at the tire and from one side to the other and go, oh yeah, no, we, we're definitely going to use this side, which I'm yep. looking at like, the leading edge, just thinking the grip. Oh, uh-huh. okay. All right. That sounds good. So yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm learning a lot as, as we go through this for sure. Uh, definitely some diehards, definitely people that know what they're talking about. Uh, hey, I just want to say thank you so much for your time today and coming in here to help make the sport better, uh, to help the sport grow and explaining things to our fans that we didn't quite understand before. And uh, we learned a lot from you today and we thank you for your time. No, no problem. Anytime. quarterback of America's team now running the Dunlop tire test. I mean, yeah. that's a big transition. That's what happens, man. I used to catch touchdown passes for the Minnesota Vikings, but now, you know. Now you do a podcast about flat track. Sure. That's what life. It's crazy, bro. It's crazy. I know. Just never know what's going to happen next year. Hell, next of, week, hell of an tomorrow. interview there, dude. I think uh, it was really cool. I mean, I was even at that tire test and... I almost feel dumb talking about it now because I half the shit that, w- that went on there just like over my head. Like I would re- really think I missed half of it. Um, so it makes me kind of want to dig in and understand to be able to, to speak to a lot of the stuff that you don't usually see uh, just kind of walking through the pits and with limited knowledge. So I don't know. It was cool for me to hear that level of detail. Yeah, I liked how he thought all the riders jumped in and were eager to try the new tire, you know, and then and then of course you, you put racers out there on the track after they figure out which compound it was gonna be for next year, everybody wanted to put it on, and then of course they're racing against the clock and they want to see who could lay down the fastest lap. That's just the racer mentality coming out in everybody. Yeah, and one thing I can say, I was it was the first day there. I mean it was the first time that anybody had done anything like this. Uh there was a lot of like uh not hesitation at all everybody was there and willing to do whatever they needed uh but not really understanding what was going on but you know as uh, halfway through the day of that first day and then coming back the second day they they made some slight changes to the track there was people like spending some fast laps and and they, they're having some having some fun out there with it too and, and i'm sure they got their their time to test their own stuff each of the teams so um pretty cool opportunity all around and you know just this, the fact that 
this is something that, that Dunlop is investing the time, that AFT is putting in the time to make sure that they get an efficient test and get all the information they need. Uh, it's only going to make the sport better. So it, it's good all the way around. And uh, I think it's only something that's going to grow year in and year out. Yeah, I, I don't know that we'll need a tire test like that every year, but if there's something that they could try, you know, why not? You yep. might as well do it, you know, after the season when, when there's no points, nothing on the line like that. The bikes are fresh off of a season and, you know, and maybe they've been sitting for a while, so maybe they're already freshened up for next year or whatever. But yeah. I like it. I like that they're proactive, I mean, or kind of reactive, too, because yeah. the, the hard tire was a little bit too hard. Yeah. Um, you know, we talked before we got online, Carter, you and I, back and forth through text. You know, Bugs Pearson probably made a wrong tire choice somewhere down the road. I can't remember which race it was. I think it was the first he, weekend, wasn't it? I, I don't remember which one it was. But, yeah. you know, when they had, you know, a few races, they had the option to run the harder compound or the medium compound. Yeah. And Bugs went with the harder one just because of remembering how abrasive some of the tracks were. You, you, you didn't want to run out of tire. And, you know, with the tires now, there's not as much, you know, give they don't go away like back when i remember going to the races as a kid you'd watch scotty parker chris carr and all those guys would save their tires they would they would just kind of cruise around in a pack and when that five lap to go board came out man they would just drop the hammer if they had any tire left yeah and and it, it sounds kind of cliche but you know dropping the hammer and saving stuff but that's they were just doing what they could with the tires that they had back then we have not had that issue here i mean recently we've had it a couple couple times where there's been a lot of tire wear they always made it to the end you know sometimes if you have a lot of wheel spin you might run out of the whole rubber surface and it might just be a a ball tire when you get done but they've all made it pretty much to the end so uh again hats off to dunlop hats off to uh to Tony Romo for going down there, AFT for setting up the track, prepping the track, setting up the transponders, putting the transponder loops in the ground. None of that's cheap. None of it's free. Uh, friends of ours, friends of the show, Dale Jones even went down there. Tech official mm -hmm. for AFT went down there to help yep. and to to kind of go through things, make sure everything was safe. I mean, it's just, you know, my hat's off to the whole thing. And, uh, you know, like you said, hopefully we'll see it again if needed. Uh, I like it. Maybe they'll invite different people next time. You know, you never know. And and we didn't. I didn't want to get in there and throw anybody under the bus of who invited who and and why certain riders got invited. But I think you have to go with proven riders. You have to go with riders that can communicate exactly what the bike's doing, how it feels, what the difference is between X and Z or A and C, or you know, explain the difference and put it out there in words. Uh, so I like it. I, I love it. Um, I'm glad we did it. I'm glad we had Tony on the show. Yeah, Tony was a great, great source of information to kind of give the context of uh, what Dunlop was looking at and, and you know, kind of just how involved they are in the making the sport better. So that's super cool to hear. Uh, and uh, it, like it's, like we said, it's only going to grow year in and year out. Maybe a, a bigger test next time or, you know, involve other riders, um, maybe a different track. Um, there's all different things that they could probably do. Um, but it's great to see them kind of spending the time outside of the normal you know, 18 nationals or having nationals you, you pull off in a season um, to, to test stuff and make it better. So, um, well, shit, shit, dude, I think this, we're done for this one then. That's a, that's a quick one now. Yeah. What do you got going on this weekend? Kind of taking it easy, like you said a little while ago? A whole lot of nothing, dude. I'm going to, I'm going to start. I got some, uh, some things in the work for, from the 580. Going to be doing that here in the next uh, couple of weeks. Um, give some content over the, uh, 
over the Christmas break and uh, hopefully hype some people up to do it uh, next year. You still in if that if we do that? You still in to help with that? Well, if it doesn't get canceled again, I Dude, mean, it's I'll not, be down It was there. never canceled. It was never canceled. I would say it was postponed. My flight got canceled. My I'm, flight was canceled. I'm telling, I'm telling Texter we need to do it after the throwdown. So I don't know if you're trying to, or planning to come into the... Did you book something that weekend or what? Well, right Putting now... Putting you on the spot. I, right now, I'm working deals. Uh, uh, that's a no. That means you have nothing. <laughs> All right. This is the plan then. Well, if you have listen, nothing in listen, the next two listen. weeks, you have nothing in the next two weeks, you're locked in. You're locked the in. Arena, the Arena Cross Series just signed up signed up with Flow Racing. So they're going to be streaming all of the Arena Cross mm-hmm. races. So mm-hmm. Kristen beats in. I'm not sure if I'm going to be announcing as the live mm-hmm. event announcer. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm going to be the Flow announcer. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm going to be the TV stuff. Mm-hmm. When, you, uh, when, you, when will you know for sure? As soon as I get uh, uh, if it's not if it's not locked in by December 31st, you need to tell them you have obligations because you're gonna come do the throwdown and then we're gonna go travel these guys and watch them ride a bicycle from Jacksonville to Key West. How exciting! Seven on a scale of one to ten, it's a seven, <laughs> but it's a hard seven. Hey. Are you celebrating Christmas early, or are you sure. gonna do that next next week? When we Dude, it, every day is Christmas. Every day is Christmas what, here. At your house, it is. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, when it, except for the Halloween days, then it's Halloween. But okay. Yeah. All right. Well, you know what I'm gonna go do right now, though? Eat some chicken pot eat pie. Eat some delicious chicken pot pie. Is that is that? Can those be words be in the same sentence? Together? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mostly, I didn't know. most chicken pot pie is delicious unless it's disgusting chicken pot pie, and I don't really. Exactly. I don't mess exactly. with that. Well, all right. Well, keep keep it on four wheels this weekend. I'll Enjoy try. your uh, doing nothing around the house. Everybody's yeah. keeping on two wheels. We appreciate all the listens, all the follows, all the comments on uh, iTunes. I know we're still working on that stuff, and Carter's trying to help make sure they get, all get on Spotify and all that fun stuff. I we're not going to get in. I think I'm making some headway, um, but uh, but yeah, I think I found I found the reason. I'm just trying to correct it now. So we've identified okay. the problem. I found it on myself because Apple or Spotify was not responsive in helping me. But through a bunch wow. of digging, I found it out, and I'm working with the three of them: Apple, Spotify, and SoundCloud to make sure it's fixed. But it has not been nice. resolved yet. So. Good job. But Good anybody job, that needs the links, let me know. I'll send them to you. I'll, I'll hit me up. They're in our they're in our Facebook. They're in my Instagram. They're everywhere. Yeah, but my Instagram is just them. the most current one. You can go to you can go to SoundCloud, search for us. You can look at it by guest in different ways. So yes. thanks thanks to all of our listeners. We'll talk to you guys next Friday on Christmas. Uh, oh yeah. Wait, are we talking to him on Christmas? Wow. That would be crazy. On Christmas? Crazy.
seems like some of the road race guys have been migrating into the flat track arena, like as at Essenson, yep. uh, you know, with JD Beach, and he brought a lot of his crew over. So we, I know them from road race. So more right. and more, you know, you see, you see that Danny Eslick and, uh, yep. It's not just the tried and true, you know, flat trackers per se, you know, even Chris right. Fillmore, uh, you know, from, from KTM. So, uh, so more and more they're like, Hey, can you come help do this? Or can, so if, you know, if I'm available, then, then I'm starting to do that a little bit more just because the technology, I mean, it's amazing how much they're evolving in flat track, right, uh, right. just with the ECUs and the suspension. And it just, it's crazy. 